coming up. Many things and many people in this world want to tell you that you're not enough, that what you're doing is not enough, that there's something more that you should be doing. So we got to know within our spirit that it's enough if I'm becoming like my teacher. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's something to think about. How often do you stop and reflect on the lessons you've learned in life? Daily? Weekly? Never? Thankfully, we have a teacher who doesn't mind teaching and reteaching the most important things we need to know. In the message series, Lessons from Walking with Jesus, Pastor Robert unpacks some truths we can depend on, taken directly from the life and perspective of the greatest teacher that ever lived and those who walked with him. Here's the first message in the series, The Master Teacher. So I'm going to be uh, reading from the New International Version, and I'd like to direct your attention to the ninth chapter of the book of John. John chapter 9, and we're going to read verses 1 through 7. It reads, as he went along, talking about Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he put spit on the ground. He spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. He came home seeing. Um, our topic for today and the start of the series and the title of the series is called Lessons from Walking with Jesus. Lessons from Walking with Jesus. And we're going to talk about part one today. Lessons from walking with Jesus. I trust that you know a little bit about walking with Jesus. And uh, today I want to, and through this series, I want to make sure that we're just uh, not walking for the sake of walking. <laughs> that uh, we're taking advantage of the walk. Um, that we are making the walk matter. And so keep that in the back of your mind as we walk through this message. So on your outline, write this down. Jesus is the master teacher. Jesus is the master teacher. Um, even a Pharisee and skeptics understood that. 
Here on the text in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, we, get, we see one who came to Jesus. It says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. So even the skeptics, the ones on the fence, the ones not sure, because Nicodemus said, he didn't say, uh, I know that you are a teacher. He said, we know. So he, I don't know who his we was, but it was more than himself. <laughs> Chances are he was talking about other rulers on the ruling council. And he says, we know that you are a teacher sent from God. And they weren't believing at this point. We know throughout the scripture, it really appears that Nicodemus had a change of heart and he came aboard um, later in Jesus' ministry. Um, but even at the point of being skeptical, he had to acknowledge that Jesus was a teacher. Not just a teacher, but a teacher sent from God as a skeptic. He knew that. So Jesus is the master teacher. And since he's the master teacher and, you know, we're walking with him, uh, I'm wondering what are we learning on this walk? That's why we're going through this series. Uh, what, what are we learning from the walk? Uh, this is something we got to continue to think about. Uh, write this down. B, our goal is to be like our teacher. That's the goal. Our goal is to be like our teacher. Matthew 10, 24 and 25 says, um, this is the, the, the student is not above the teacher. And this is Jesus talking. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants to be like their masters. Y'all hear what Jesus says? He says, as a student, of mine, you, you, you're not above your, your master or your teacher. And he said, it is enough for you to be like your teacher. I want you to let that sit in your spirit for a minute. It's enough. It's sufficient. It's satisfying if you're being like your teacher. Why is that so important? It's so important because many things and many people in this world want to tell you that you're not enough. That what you're doing is not enough. That there's something more that you should be doing. That there's, and then, and then they, not, they won't just tell you that. They say, so come over here and do this. While you're trying to be like your teacher, someone says, oh, you, you know, you need to do some other stuff, too. And some of that stuff may not, y'all know, <laughs> it ain't good for you. But they saying that this is if you do this, then it'll be enough. So we got to know within our spirit that it's enough if I'm becoming like my teacher. Someone once told me, he said, you know, Rob, I feel stuck. 
feel stuck. And I listened, and he explained how he felt stuck. He was really talking about his um, career thing as the primary thing. It could have been much more to it. And I, 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 I switched it because I knew he was a believer. I switched it, and, um, and I told him that you shouldn't feel stuck as long as you're becoming. <laughs> as long as you're becoming, you shouldn't feel stuck. <laughs> and we know that we're, we're on the process of becoming, right? And so don't feel stuck. As long as you're becoming like our teacher, there's no need to feel stuck. Forget about what the world tells you. Forget about what your bank account even tells you. <laughs> okay? If you're becoming like the teacher, don't feel stuck. Okay? Because that's the most important thing that we can do in this life <laughs> is to become like Jesus. There's no, there's no greater feat. Okay? You, you can tell me, well, you know, I'm going to be in the Olympics and I'm going to run a sub nine 100 meters, which nobody has ever done. Usain Bolt ain't even that fast. And I will say, well, that's fine, but do you know Jesus? <laughs> Y'all, it's like, like that, you know, it's great. You're running a sub nine 100 meter. Uh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> but let me tell you, the greatest thing you could ever do, though, is know Jesus, though. So don't let the world or even yourself tell you that it's not enough to be like your teacher. This is critical. This, this is critical. We got to know who we are and what we're here to be and do. So we can't let that happen to us. We have to be satisfied with being like our teacher and don't feel insufficient. But we do have to make sure <laughs> that we are being like our teacher, though. Not being like what we think our teacher is like or what somebody told me our teacher was like. Because sometimes we create our own characteristics of the teacher. We, we haven't spent enough time in God's word to read about the teacher and pray about the teacher and ask God to reveal the teacher to us. So we walk out in life and we live and we just spend this time making the teacher into what we want the teacher to be, not into what he truly is. So you got to make sure if you're being like the teacher, you know what the teacher is like, who the teacher is, what is his attributes. You got to know that. And the way that you're going to know that is through the God's word. Read about him. There's four gospels in the book of in the book in the Bible that covers his life extensively. Matthew focuses on one of the things Matthew, the book of Matthew focuses on is Jesus as king. The book of Mark focuses on Jesus as a servant. The book of Luke focuses on Jesus' Jesus's humanity. And the book of John focuses on Jesus' divinity. 
So you, you just read those Gospels. And don't just read them one time. Uh, you know, read them multiple times in multiple translations so you can have a better understanding of what the teacher is like. So you can be confident that you're being like the teacher. Too many people are walking around here saying they're being like the teacher, ain't picked up their Bible in years. Probably couldn't even quote a verse about the teacher. You know, and, and, and but you're saying you're being like the teacher. There's a problem. So as long as you're being like the teacher, it is enough. It is enough for the student to be like the teacher. Look what Matthew 10, 25 says. It goes on and says, from what we just read, it goes on to say, if, and this is Jesus talking, if the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of, the, of his household? So Jesus went on after he said, it's, it's enough that you be like the teacher. He goes on to say, if the head of the house is called Beelzebub, then they're going to call the students or the household Beelzebub. So he's making a reference. So I, if I'm your teacher and they're calling me Beelzebub, and I, we'll talk about that a little bit in the next verse, um, and then they're going to call you Beelzebub. Because <laughs> students be like the teacher, right? Look what the next verse says, Matthew 12, 24. Um, it says, but when the Pharisees heard this, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. So <laughs> you see what they said? The, these Pharisees was talking about Jesus and they, they, they witnessed, heard about him driving out the demon of, in this man. And they say it was only by the prince of the demons. <laughs> In other words, they're saying Jesus is driving out demons because he is one. <laughs> All right. and, and that's why he's able to do it. So they're calling him a prince of demons. And that's totally the opposite of who he is. But here's the point for us. If they called him that, they would say something like that to you. That's what he was saying, that the teacher is not, I mean, the student is not above the teacher. So whatever they call the teacher, they're going to call the student. So somebody, at some point, if it ain't happened already, they're either going to say it or allude to the fact that you are from the devil. They told it to Jesus. And this is important. Because we're walking with him, right? We need to understand this. So when it happens, don't be surprised. Just say, yep, you're doing exactly what my teacher said you would do. <laughs> you know, they think they're think they hurting you when they say that about you. They you know, say that you're evil or you're wicked or that, and they think they're hurting your feelings and, and shaming you. And you go, yep, my teacher said you would say that. <laughs> Oh, just, just take that attitude about it. He said you was going to say that because they said it to him. Now, let me show you how it's relevant today. How somebody may call you evil, wicked. Instead of calling you loving, call you hateful. 
which is the totally opposite of who our teacher is and what we're trying to be. We're trying to, we're trying to be like the teacher and loving, but somebody will call it hate today in your life. That's why we're talking about it. Let me give you an example of what the teacher is like. The next verse, Matthew 19, uh, 4 through 5. Uh, give you the backstory a little bit. They came to Jesus and asked him a question about marriage. <laughs> and look, Jesus is Jesus' response. Matthew 19, 4 through 5. Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female. And said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. The two will become one flesh. Your, your teacher said that. Your teacher said, my teacher said, that in the beginning, God made them male and female. He's saying that in the beginning, the way it should be is how it was in the beginning, and that when it comes to marriage, it should be one man and one woman. Your teacher said that. That's what your teacher said. <laughs> and, and if we're becoming like our teacher, right? So let, let me, do y'all know that if you go out and you, you talk to the wrong person, Today, and you tell them what your teacher said, they're going to call you Beelzebub. They're going to say you're being hateful, not loving. When it's really the opposite. What I, what I want you guys to get into your spirit, into your heart and mind, is that you're just being like your teacher. Your teacher said that. Okay? It's, it's not your opinion. It's not your thoughts. As a follower of Christ, Christ pointed, when they, they asked him a question about marriage, he went back to the beginning and said it has always been God's intention and the will of God that it's one man one woman. So when they try to say that your teacher never said anything about it, what constitute marriage, that's not true. He just did. We just read it. So be ready for someone to say you're hateful. not loving. But when you tell them what your teacher said, you tell them it in love, full of grace and truth. You don't yell and scream it. You don't get all hot and heavy and frowned up and mean mug. This is what the teacher said, and I follow the teacher. All right. See, at the end of the day, we are called to be like Jesus. So stand in it 
Don't be ashamed about it, but stand in love. Because that's what we're trying to be like. Amen. C, write this down. So now we're going to talk about some lessons from walking with Jesus. We'll talk about some lessons from walking with Jesus. We're going to look at this from the perspective of the disciples. Because they, they walked with him. They literally walked with him physically. <laughs> when he was on the, on the earth, they literally walked with him. So we're going to look at some of the things that happened literally on the earth while they were walking with him. And that's some things we can learn. So imagine that you're one of the disciples of Jesus' time. You're a disciple of his now. But imagine that you're there on the scene as one of them witnessing everything that they witnessed while they walked with him. So if you can, as best as you can, put yourself at the scene. Notice everything and learn. All right? You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. So when you keep your eye on your teacher and you look at what they look at, it's going to cause you to raise some questions. Here's a question I have for you. When was the last time you asked Jesus a question? If it's been a long time, I can tell you confidently you ain't been keeping your eye on him. Y'all, you get what I'm, if, if, if you If you walking with Jesus and you keeping your eye on him, it's going to cause you to raise some questions. Thank you for listening.